DNA. I'm T. And I'm A. Welcome back. Third episode, still going strong, besides midterms, because I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> um, so that's why we didn't have an episode last time, but let's not even dwell on that. Today, we're just going right, to get right into it, get because right. everybody's been getting into it, and by getting in, I mean getting in to get out. <laughs> so corny. I'm sorry, I had to say that. That was a good one. That was a good one. That's gonna. That's like on the promo of a. That's on the promo of um like on the the iTunes sneak peek. Mm. Did somebody say iTunes? No, <gasps> iTunes. Tell me about iTunes, Tyler. A lot of you guys may be listening listening to this on iTunes now. We're officially on both SoundCloud and iTunes now. Yay! Um. So I now have to. It's very big for us. Um. Like we're glad to extend our reach out. Uh, now I have to be the, the have the ignoring time to say like please if you're listening to us on iTunes rate us five stars and leave a comment it helps it helps us out a lot you know yeah. it helps us get found on new new and noteworthy and so we can keep being TNA yeah. for you guys yeah it's very uh, exciting yeah being on iTunes I feel very official now before before we were on SoundCloud it was like Literally, we were literally SoundCloud rappers. I can say, subscribe to me on YouTube. And I feel so much more legit. My dad will finally validate me. (laughs) Um, Did you have midterms uh, the week we didn't come? I did. I had had an anthro midterm, anthropology, and then I had a psych midterm last week, which kicked my whole ass just out the window. The thing about psych is, it's Hmm. I wouldn't say that the material is necessarily difficult. It's just a lot of material. Um, it sucks. So. Is that that for Janet or something? Yeah, yeah. So anthro and psych are for my natural science lab and the natural science. Girl, you a junior? Why you why you take so long on that? Here's the thing. I actually like. <laughs> I took astronomy freshman year, and I had to drop that bitch with a W because Yo! after <laughs> after my like second midterm in that class, I knew it wasn't gonna end well for me. So I, the thing is, like, I have two majors, and none of them have anything to do with science or math, so I'm out here struggling. But it's all good. I'm going to get it done this semester and be done. Yeah, I had, I had three finals in two days. I had mm-hmm. um, a marketing final, then a finance final, and then a management final. Um, and that's when I really realized it's not – they make fun of it on TV. But it's not fun when you're sitting in a class and you're looking around and seeing everybody writing and you literally don't know what the <laughs> hell everybody's writing. No, it's like there's no numbers on the board. There's nothing that you think is noteworthy on there. Mm-hmm. And you literally figure out you have no idea what's going on in that class. Yeah. And that happened three times <laughs> for all midterms. And yeah, oh, I caught, I caught no. but like I, I'm, I'm a business major. I'm a business double major. So I can finesse. My whole life is about finessing. Yeah. So I did finesse two out of the three. I got a B on my marketing one. Um, I got a, uh, and then I got, I feel like I did well on my, on my management one because it's literally like just knowing how to, it's like a human resource type class. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you deal with teams? Yeah. Uh, finance, biggest L of my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. kind of mad because like I'm an English major, so I can finesse English, humanities, give me a paper, I will most likely get an A. You can't finesse in science. No, like, there's, there's no, there's no, no room. Because the second exam was just 15 questions, multiple choice. You either get it right or you get it wrong. Like, humans don't even grade that damn exam. It's <laughs> on a scantron. So, I, that grade apparently is coming out tomorrow. I'm 
I took a, a real nice L on that answer exam. So we'll see what happens. Round two was coming up in like three weeks. So. All right. Enough. Enough about the bad. Let's get. Let's get to the good. Let's get. Good. Let's get to the get out. Um, this is actually going to be a very interesting conversation for a multitude of reasons. One, because I think this is the first uh, topic that I personally have not talked to you about before we started yeah. filming because mm-hmm. I wanted to get fresh reaction. This is like unfiltered how we talk yeah. um, for 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 this like half hour to forty five minutes. Also, very interesting is that where we technically watched it in two different. I'll say two different periods. Um, I watched it, I got lucky enough to watch the advanced screening um, at our university, uh, like February 12th. So yeah. two weeks before it even came out. Uh, uh, and then you watched, watched it, it last night. <laughs> last night. <laughs> like, not even 24 hours ago, I watched it. So I feel like we're going to have very interesting perspectives because nobody was, like, I was allowed mm-hmm. to make my, my own yeah. judgments about it. And I definitely knowing. have gotten, like, all sorts of, I've seen the memes, I've seen the articles, like, I went in kind of having an idea. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea what was happening. Besides yeah. the fact that, like, I know Jordan Peele, I love Jordan yeah. Peele, I love black people, I love horror, sort of. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll get into my relationship with horror movies in a second. That, yeah. That's all, man. Um, so, can, let's start with some general reactions. Uh, the good, the bad, the funny, starting with the good, how did you feel overall about the movie? Walking out of the theater after that movie ended, I think I said, wow, at least 50 times. Like, I am, I'm not the type of, I don't like scary movies, I don't like horror movies, I don't like gore, but I thought this movie was, like, the perfect amount of, like, jump scare and, like, thriller and social commentary. I think, like, it hit, like, the perfect balance for me to really enjoy it without being like, oh my god, I'm gonna have nightmares. Um, which, I might have nightmares, but not for the reasons you think. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Spoilers. Alright, anyway. Uh, oh, right. Oh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're talking about this movie. Yeah, we're going to If you're listening to it and you haven't seen it, don't get mad at us. Don't cover us in the comments like, oh my God, because... Like, leave, you know but like, right after now. you leave us a three-star review on iTunes. <laughs> like, <laughs> three, 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 three stars. Star, like, yeah, two like, stars for like, we didn't take it. I can't listen to it because yeah, I haven't yeah, watched yeah. it, but, but yeah. yeah. So, head us um, I, I felt very much the exact same way mm-hmm. um, from a multitude of different perspectives of, of my own identity. Um... This movie, walking out of the theater. Let's yeah, let's go because walking out of the theater is very is very different than like when you're sitting in your room like a day before. Like you yeah. may have a different walking yeah. out. I was like, this was a very masterfully done film, yeah. balancing um, or I don't want to say balance balancing. He was operating in the landscape of the horror film in order to preach social commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's not like he made it half and half. He said like I'm gonna go into this ballpark and I'm gonna change the game. I'm going to play it just a different way. And you walk out there saying, like, wow, if somebody were to tell me the plot of this movie beforehand, which I guess essentially, like, somebody did, but (laughs) I wouldn't think it would be be done this skillfully. Like, the way that Jordan Peele's, and I feel bad, because it's definitely... He didn't have the, another director on here, but nobody remembers what the hell he's there. I'm on, I, I'm on IMBD. Yeah. He, was, he directed it himself. Uh, there's no, like, it was done in conjunction with somebody. I swear it was. Ooh. I feel yeah. like I think he gets like, the most praise because I think he wrote it as well. Yeah, I think, as he probably, he probably wrote mo- most no, of it. No, it's his director-writer, just Jordan Hill. Oh, anyway. All right, yeah. yeah. Good, good job, Jordan Hill. Like, if there was anybody else, that would be really yeah. sad because uh, no one is saying his name. No. Um, really... I fight very hard on the fact that the movie does not hit me over the head with 
the racial dynamic because it knows it does not have to. Yeah. It knows that it knows that it is in 2016, 2017 time, and that me seeing a dark a dark skin. And I'll get to why important it is that like um, Daniel Kaluuya uh, plays Chris yeah. in a second, but that a dark skinned man and a white pale white woman, Marnie yeah. from freaking Girls, HBO's oh, Allison, Girls, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. Um, if you guys have never seen Girls, like, I'm I'm a super fan of Girls. Like, I really like You're it. You're a fan of Girls. Yeah, I, I love HBO. We have to have we have to have conversation with Girls because <laughs> yeah, Lena Le- 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 Dunham is whatever. But like, I, I was on I was on Girls like way back in the second season. Like, I enjoyed what it did. I hated I, I hated the last season. I hated, I hated season five. I heard there's one more season out coming right up, out now. I had no idea. Uh, but I'll check yeah. it just to just to finish it out. But th- this is this is Allison Williams' character. Like, she plays almost that she is just an alternate sort of lifestyle. It's an alternate yeah. universe for what she plays in Girls. Yeah. Um, but they don't hit, because they know when I see a dark-skinned man and a, and a white woman, like, everybody, 95% of the movie theater audience has the reaction. Like, everybody knows the inside joke of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. There's no need to explain, no need to be like, like, there, there's one mention of it, like, did you tell them that I'm black? It's like, yeah. in the very early of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, that's all, that's all you need to be like, oh, why, why, why should I tell them that you're black? Yeah, she's like, no. You know, like, everybody's had that, everybody who's thought about dating white girls, like, had that conversation. Like, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't preach towards this social justice part about, like, you know, interracial dating or, like, the taboos, the biases that people have with it. Not what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. The movie, it's very much about Chris's and our, as, as two people of colors, um, anxiety in... Yeah, white in white spaces, in, in white spaces. Yeah. At, at the very very end of the day that's what it is yeah um, I, mean, I felt that a lot because it's a first of all I remember seeing the trailer about mm, two months ago three months before it came out and being like what the fuck is this movie I saw it like a year ago and like, I thought it was a parody because they said Jordan yeah, Peele like, yeah, I thought, I thought it, Peele, I was, I was like, like wow, it's a really nice dumb parody good job Comedy <laughs> Central like, yeah I have no idea like what this is going to be about I remember just being like so confused and I don't know if I would see this and then when I was walking out of the theater yesterday, I remember feeling this distinct sense of like horror and dread. Like I felt scared, but not the same way that I feel scared after I watch like I don't know Saw or whatever. Yes, like, because it because it, it goes out of its way to tell you yeah. that like I haven't done like besides the fact that like sure the Armitage were like doing this like really weird switching yeah. brain things, but like every the 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 mode by which they get their men and their their colored people for mm-hmm. this is. By very much a normal process, yeah. like like the fear was like, very very yeah. deep rooted last night. I, I walked out of the theater being like, "Oh shit!" Like I, it was just, it was pressing on all the buttons that you have in the back yeah. of your head that your parents have have, have ingrained in you. Yeah. When I saw the scene where Chris finds all the pictures of all the black people oh that rose together, that like that's was, that's real. But I think for that's me, real. Like the scene that I, I think I actually started crying during the scene. Like this scene. Me. It's when they were it was at the party, and then Chris like snapped a photo of Logan, and then he starts like yeah he's like get out get out get out. I think I actually started crying during that scene because that oh my god it hit like every button in my soul because it was it was clear it was like the real Logan like popping through yeah. like get out like trying to warn him, and I I really started crying because that to me was wow that was. Everything. I felt that even more when um, I, I forgot what was leading up to the scene, but like when the the housemaid like 
was about the crime. Mm, it was bleak. The, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Was there like, a flash in there was, too? He was in the room and he was like, you know, I just get nerves around white people. And that was the part where she just starts crying. She's like, no, 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 it's not. And like you could, you could definitely see like the two people in her fighting for control. Like her, like yeah, like those the, the, moments, the real woman fighting from that, from that. that those just the just the moments. idea of the sunken place. The and mm. the in the sunken place, like it's definitely. Oh, I love that the sunken place is open enough for interpretation that. You know, taken very literally, it's fine. We can talk about that. Uh, but it, it allows me enough room that I can have this conversation saying, like, like what what does the sunken place mean? And, you know, for me personally, as someone who um, deals a lot in student government and in student affairs a lot, and on this campus, you know, I think uh, College Board says there's, like, maybe like 10% black people in this school, um, and there's 60% white people. I'm constantly thinking about my race, and I'm constantly thinking about like the trauma that makes me anxious when I when I have to talk about certain things in front of in front of white people. To be honest, um, like if like I get very anxious when I walk into uh, an executive board meeting, like say I'm going to talk with like President Lowe or something, mm-hmm. um, and I realize I'm the only white, I'm the only black representative, yeah. and I can't always say that. Like the thing is, the the, the anxious is not the fact that I'm the only black person because it's just like it's just just tiresome. Yeah. Is that like I want to say something about it, but I know they're like, of course he's gonna say something about yeah, it. Yeah. It's like you know? who can that, I that talk help, to you about this feeling? And I think that that's supposed to that's the helplessness. That's the helplessness we're supposed to emote with Chris, yeah. even though his helplessness is way more about like his mother, obviously. Mm-hmm. But feeling that same helplessness, like that, like you know, you you can't get away. Like we can't escape racism, no matter what we yeah. do, we will never escape it. But we can't keep telling like it, it's tiresome to keep telling white people, yeah. I can't escape racism. And I think that's like why this movie for me was so, uh, like almost visceral, like just like the violence inherent in every single moment of this movie, because. Chris comes in, he is alone, and he doesn't know that he's alone. Like, he is clearly very in love with Rose, his girlfriend. Like, there, there's moments, especially when he, like, breaks down to her about his, his mom and how he thinks that he was hypnotized. Like, he's clearly very, very in love with Rose. And that's something, like, I can kind of identify with, like, being, like, having, like, a very, very strong friendship, strong relationship with somebody who's of a different race, and then thinking, like, you don't, like, kind of shutting down or um, lowering the volume of that anxiety in a way or like that unease that you feel in white spaces because you're with a white person and so you're like you then tell yourself I can't let me tone it back and we bring it back which Chris did a lot in um, the film every time he tried to bring up his reservations with Rose he was like no no never mind predestined anything like let me just bring this back and so this idea of him um, not realizing he was alone and then that switch that came when he finally saw, like, he was alone, and, like, that moment when she was like, you know, I can't give you the keys, right? No, now. wait, wait, no, but back in up, yo, <laughs> that scene, that, that scene, and, like, that, that's actually a perfect, like, a perfect transition fuck. into how I felt externally, like, take, like, on a fourth wall perspective, how I felt, because... Uh, being in, in a theater is a communal experience, mm-hmm. and you know when you watch something in a theater, you get a different vibe from that movie because you're with so yeah, many. There's, there's a quiet electri- yeah. uh, uh, electricity. So, my relationship with horror movies is that I find them incredibly boring. I don't like horror movies, not because I'm scared of them per se, but because they bore the hell out of me. Yeah. Like I slept through The Conjuring Two with my friends. I slept through it. 
Because it's like, they're the, they're the jump scare at about the 20 minute mark in yeah. every Thor movie, and then it's all psycho thriller. It's, it's like, I'm both. Yeah, and like, and, you, and like, you can see when the next scare is coming. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and what's very much most important is that you don't exactly identify with the protagonist. Yeah. They actually go out of their way to make sure you don't. And I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe straight white men do. But, you know, they, they, um, they, they go out of their way to, like, kind of do this very weird thing where, like, the, the, main protagonist is almost supposed to be just a placeholder. Like, it could be anybody who's going through yeah, this. And, I think and maybe that's what they're trying to get. But in Get Out, the, I don't know how it was in Word at whatever theater you went to, but when I saw it in mm-hmm. our Stamp Student Union theater, I had never seen any more participatory crowd before. Mm. Like, we, yeah. when, when, that, when she was going through the, the pocketbook and then Chris like, give me the keys, Rose. Mm-hmm. Give me the, I need those keys, Rose. And then we're just like, yo, she's not giving you the keys. She's not, she's not giving you, yo, yeah. get out. She's not giving you the keys. But we're like screaming at this point because yeah. we care about this protagonist. That's something yeah. I've never really seen in a horror movie before. Like we, we were actively rooting for this protagonist and his successes. We like in, in his successes, we revel and in his failures, we feel very, very sad for. Like when, and I, I remember um, if you, if, for those who have stuck around for the spoilers or whatever, when you go watch the movie, or I'm, I'm down to watch the movie again, honestly, as soon as possible. Um, I remember, do you remember hearing the jingle of the keys like once or twice before she said she couldn't? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I and I, and I kept especially thinking, when she's yeah. on the stairs in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I kept thinking like, wow, did I just, did I hear something? That might have been like a, a mm-hmm. trip up or something in like the ADR, like in, in the mastering room. And then I was like, no, was that was on purpose. That was on purpose. Yeah. Um... That and that was that was so crazy, man. And because that's for me, and that's how I'm gonna make a stretch of a comment. But like that is how it feels sometimes when you extend your hands, when you get when you get comfortable um, mm-hmm. with unmarginalized people. I'm gonna do my very best to to not oh tonight just keep going back to white people because I feel like it, it it definitely a social commentary like specifically on white America. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get into a little pocket full they got into right after the statement. Um, when you when you give them when you get comfortable with them, at the end of the day they're still holding the keys yeah. to the power. Yeah. They're still holding it. They have it, and they're like they want they can't give it to you even if they wanted to. Rose was right. I can't give you these keys. Mm-hmm. I can't give you the power. It's not gonna happen. Um, let me quickly shift to because you brought up the um, Logan, you know. And remember right before, oh, so the pre, how we get Logan into the picture, the precursor, is that he talks, he, uh, an Asian American man, the sole Asian American man in the entire film, mm-hmm. uh, asks Chris, do you think being African American is a disadvantage yeah. or an advantage? And I remember thinking like, why is that in there? That's such a weird, that's such a, like it's, it's such a weird question for an Asian American person to ask, or like the Asian American person to be there at all. Just like sort of weird, because it's supposed to be all like white people. Yeah, like, wait, yeah. And th- I realize more and more as I keep thinking about it, especially after what we talked about last episode, with like my, my experiences with, with Asian American people sometimes mm-hmm. and their anti-blackness. Um, not all of them, of course, but like, you know, it happens. Yeah. That was, that was I think, top, the, uh, the top three comments that that this film made. Yeah. To put that one. Like, he could have put in like three or four, like spattered them around and like made it like a token thing. Like, oh, I just want to make sure they're like, I'm calling out all the races. Yeah. They put no Mexicans. Ain't no Afghanis. Ain't no Muslims. Ain't no Italians. I mean, they could have been Italians. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, but 
he puts he puts uh this he puts this Asian man, this old Asian man there to ask, is being African American a disadvantage or an advantage? Because what's really interesting about the Asian American community, as I continue to study this because uh, of a class that I'm in, is that their reputation as the model minority mm-hmm. has specific privileges, but also oppressions that they sort of have to internalize. Yeah, so what, for my interpretation, the way I feel about it, that he's sort of balancing the fact that he's, of all the minorities, he's the closest to being white. Yeah. But he'll never be white, even though he's at the party with them, in the suit, looking just like them. He'll never be a full American. Yeah. So his question is not, is not only to be like, you know, obviously your first reaction is like, why the hell would you even ask that question? Like, obviously, it's like there's certain disadvantages to, to being black. But he's even wondering, like, would it, would it be better to stay Asian-American and be, like, this never-quite-full American? Yeah, fully realized. This, this, like, this perpetual immigrant? Yeah. Or face the full blunt of, like, the discrimination of a black person. But no, it, the, but to know you're exactly on the side instead of always walking Yeah, I always forward. feel like they're, um, and I, can, I can't speak from experience because I'm not Asian, but, like, this idea of, Really, April Martin. <laughs> this idea of them kind of being trapped, or I don't know if trapped is the right word, but like being in the middle. And I think that when we talk about race, there's a very clear line, and on one side there's white people, and on the other side there's black people, and then we like let all the other races like fall in somewhere. I think that um, one of the comments that he was trying to make was uh, what, what happens when one of these people in the middle, who is so very close to power, as you said, is then grappling with they don't their identity, and I think that a lot of what being black is about is identity. And I think a lot of people pick up on that. Um, I think there's power in our identity, and there's a solidarity in our identity, and that solidarity comes from pain and struggle. And I think that people want to pull so close to what it means to be black and to be black because our identity is so strong. Well, yeah, maybe not what it means to be black. They want to know what it means to be very much um, aggressive in their asser- in their assertion of their culture yeah. or identity. Yeah, if I that think makes they, sense. Just, they want to know what it means they, they, to they, be they, something. They, they want to know like, what it means to, like, like, when I say I'm black, that just means so much rather yeah. than, like, when I might say if I'm... Like, even, honestly, when I say I'm Nigerian, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, we both, as, like, first-generation yeah. uh, kids, like, we, in most circles, I will say I'm black first because I'm trying to get across, like, the history of hip-hop and mm-hmm. fashion and culture and television yeah. rather than saying Nigerian in which, like, you just point to a map and you're like, oh, yeah, you're from there. I think, I think there's, like, a triumph almost yeah. in, like, proudly saying that you're black. Because for someone in this country, that wasn't something that yeah. was proclaimed with a lot of pride, you know what I mean? So I think that there's a certain pride that is accessed in that identity that, you know, certain identities might not have the same access. To. I think it's interesting of, you know, is it worth is it worth getting all of the pain and all of the racism and all the flack to have that pride and to have that solidarity? Because every time it's like, you know, what you said, when you walk into a room with a school of white people, there's an unease, but when I walk into a room with black people, I feel like, wow, like they're gonna get me, I can point to anyone in here, we might be completely different, but I can tell her an experience and just and like we're gonna automatically. Exactly. Like we're gonna be right here on the same page. And I think that that is something that I don't know if any other race has access to that the way that we do. Um, so that was definitely a very interesting moment in the film. I think this, this film was just, wow. And it, it's so weird because I, I don't think I've sat with it long enough to just be like, 
yeah, I, let me talk about this, 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 but this film has so many moments that, wow, I'm still just saying. So, I, so I, I can't, well, see, now, now that you say that, I mean, and it took me, it took me somebody else telling me a negative experience about the film for me to sort of start to, like, have to think about what, what me was lacking. Did, did, can you think of anything right now that maybe you wanted a little bit more from the film? I mean, that may be hard. Laughing. Um, any 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 misstep it took? Anything you wish it didn't do? I wouldn't say this is lacking. This is just like a question that I had, and maybe like a jumping point for like another sort of commentary. I think that the commentary of Rose as a character is very powerful in talking about white femininity and what it means to be a white woman and the power that white women hold. Can, like we, talk, mentioned, can we talk about how she was on laptop? Like, oh, bumping. oh, oh, that's the laptop rocks. I was like, no. Like, that scene must be up in her with the milk and the fruit loops. I was like, mm. And then, then I know you saw the BuzzFeed article that said she was separating the white from the colors. And I was like, mm. So much masterpiece. Um, But the, the moment, I think that you've already mentioned this, the moment where he was in the her wardrobe and looking through the pictures of all the black men and black people that she's been there, that picture of her and, um, I, was it Georgina was her name or Georgia? Like the woman. Georgia, yeah. Georgia, Georgia or Georgina. Hold like on. Like inmate. Yeah, what's her name? Yeah, we're gonna. It's her the G. I know that. It's not a G. Georgina. 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 Right, yeah. Um, and like seeing that photo, like, uh, Rose, according to that photo, was in a queer relationship. Yeah. With a black woman. You know what I don't like? Sorry, actually, you finish your point. Oh, I like. I'm, I'm just saying that. Like, no, I, I didn't like that. I talked to several people about it, and they said, "Oh, so she was just befriending a whole bunch of black people." Like, mm. you know, we talk about intersectionality mm-hmm. over here in the TNA. Right, right, right. And then people were very, very staunch about, even though it was just there for a little second, um, they were like, oh, they were friends. They, they, somebody literally, people literally wow. gal me on that. Wow. And I was like, are you serious? So you're saying, like, all these other, like, men that were in yeah. there, you're totally fine saying that she was definitely in a heterosexual romantic relationship. But she had one friend that she, she also had turned. one friend. Just and first of all, I don't know how female friendships works. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to meet your parents at the Armitage, like, in the middle of bum right. fuck like nowhere. How, if they were just friends, how that situation do you think? Like exactly. Like, oh, for sleepover, like, as grown-ass women, like, to my at my At my family's house? house? <laughs> to meet my parents? parents like, like, why? Like, they were, uh, for me, I will start to, like, stand on everything, but they were definitely in a relationship. Oh, no, of course. Which... Made, made me, like, very, very curious about, because I feel like just being in a queer relationship changes the whole dynamic. And, like, this idea of, I, I think I saw a tweet on Twitter, like, if this was about a black woman with her white boyfriend, she would have been gone in 20 minutes. But as you can see, like, it was a black woman with this white woman, and she didn't get out. And she didn't escape. So, like, what does that mean to be in a queer relationship and then coming home to meet the parents and then... Like, what is different about that? That was something that really, really interested me um, when I saw that photo. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of time before we sort of move into um, sort of the, the conceptual big impact of the film to talk about, like, just film specs because, like, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd in that way. Um, and I think people people also felt this way. No matter how much they know about film, they just can't put it in the words. I'm going to put it in the words. This is the most excellent, excellently paced horror film I have ever watched. Mm. Like, I don't know. Maybe I gotta watch, like, Chucky again. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But, or, or even maybe Nightmare on Elm Street. But, the thing about horror movies, like I said, about how, like, you don't really root for the main character, you're just sort of, like, stuck with him. Yeah. Um, is because, like, they spend an abnormally amount of time for a movie that's supposed to scare me, like, domesticating the protagonist. Yeah. Like, he has kids, and he goes to work, and, like, yeah. he has a 
wife and they fight sometimes. Sometimes yeah. they have sex and whatnot. And it's really bad. <laughs> what did we do here? Chris has a camera. We see a picture. He's a photographer. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. That's it. We spend literally five minutes. The 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 literal entire track of Childish Gambino's like Redbone is the mm-hmm. amount of time that we mm-hmm. spend identifying like any sort of external information yeah. we need about Chris. Anything else is only pertaining to his oh his his ultimate like situation. Yeah. Even you know? the beginning when they're like in their house, like gonna meet my parents, that lasted maybe five minutes. Exactly. Within like a whole like time spent here, you they're know. They're on the road. Yeah. They're on the road. Um and even in the like and even the time that we spend like not at the place. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. they'll do a weird thing where like they'll spend a lot of time in like a different place that has nothing to do with the like yeah. haunted place. We do Right, what's my man name? What the the hero, the actual hero, Rod man, Rod Williams. Rod, we spend oh him. We spend. We even spend, We don't even. We don't even spend too much time. We don't spend any time on his life. Obviously, we yeah. just need. He just. We just need to know that he is some sort of federal agent, a TSA agent, yeah, and he is Chris's man's, mm. and he is the most. He he is actually the most woke black person in the whole <laughs> sphere of movies ever. Ever. He he's seen it. And I he think, said, I see this. Yeah. And I, think I know the fuckery is going on. That the pace worked so much is because everything was very, like, inherent to the story. Yeah. And inherent to its experience. Yeah. I think in a lot of horror films, like, you get, like, this buildup and the domestic life and his wife and his children. But then they go to, like, this some out-of-woods cabin where there's a ghost or some shit. And it doesn't really matter what his life is like because the ghost doesn't give a fuck about his life. But here, it matters who Chris is. And it matters where he's It matters who's Chris is. It matters who the arbitrage mm-hmm. who the arbitrage It even is. matters that he's a photographer because, because the guy that then comes to like yeah. take over his body is like, I want your I think I, yeah. Like, and I think that uh, the way that Peel incorporates that like very, not minute profession, but that very throwaway fact that mm-hmm. he is, because uh, I mean, honestly, like everybody in the film, everybody is audiences, we're just looking at him as, as a black guy. Like he, mm-hmm. he because we're actually used to in, in horror films like in thriller films in general of the black guy just being a black guy. He's there. Yeah. Um, he's, he's there, there to be a there, I was um listening to be comic relief. Yes, I was I was listening to um, another podcast, NPR's Code Switch, which mm-hmm. is like one of the like few shows on their docket that has an entirely African uh, black cast. And they were like, most times in movies the black man is used um, as like a, a strong standard. Like in Jurassic, I think uh, they said in Jurassic Park, the reason why the black man has to die to the, din- the dinosaur first is because the black man is a, is, a, is a top peak physical specimen. And if the dinosaur is able to kill the black man, the strong, burly black man, yeah. in the end of the movie, when the scrawny white man does, that means the only difference between the two, that means the only way it was able to happen is because the white man was smarter than mm. the black man. And when I think about other movies, that that really is what's happening that because, really like, is. that like yeah. even even in the beginning, like when we see Loki get taken away, like he wasn't doing anything, but like just him being like black, just the connotation that we just sort of think about is very very deep subconscious thing that we've been trained to do. Um, we're like, oh, he got got, yeah. he got got. So if a white man ends up like beating the Armitages or the ghosts or whatever what have you, we're like, oh, because he out he, he outsmarted them. And that and that seeps into your subconscious about like black people just being dumb in horror movies for some reason. Yeah. Uh, when like obviously we as a community know we've always had the like, meme going like we're not we're, we're not, not playing with like, this stuff. In real fucking life, we're the first people to get the yeah. fuck out. <laughs> which which is like which is why that scene with the with back to the keys is so important because like he as soon as he he 
he because it's a it's a horror movie and he he does keep some conventions with the horror movie like the obliviousness of the yeah, prot- protagonist in. But as soon as he like really really catches it, he's, he's ready to gone. go. He's ready to go. Um, and for and for just for record's sake, he does end up like outsmarting everybody mm-hmm. in like one of the most ingenious slash um, commentary worthy ways. And that he, you know, he puts the cotton in his ears, yeah. uh, which is just magnificent. Um, so pacing, awesome. Um, I think shot wise, it was very, it was very. Oh wait, like let me. Sorry, I want to say really quick that the reason why it's a hundred, it's it was about an hour thirty, about an hour yeah, thirty-five. Hour 30, right, that's a short movie, yeah. and I I never felt bored. That's all I want to say about that. I guess I, I guess I just explained like why that happened, but mm-hmm. shot wise. Those he, shots yeah, were those shots that, were, yeah. Like, I came away with me, especially with that like, scene you that really, you, with Georgina where like the camera was so close to her face, like under, and like it made me feel so uncomfortable and unsettled, and I felt like I was like really in there with Chris. And the whole the whole floor seems I, I think I like the fact that in my in my um, experience, the forest seems less eerie than the house. Mm. It's like the out like it's almost like I almost felt like he found, especially as a photographer, he yeah. found more solace outside yeah. than the architecture of the house. Because the architecture of the house was weird. The thing is that we only ever really had wide pan, sh- wide pan shots of the forest during the daytime. Mm. You know, when he's taking pictures of, of nature. He was never being chased through the woods. Yeah. But the inside of the house was always, besides for when they first come into the, to the Armitage, um, it's always dark and there's always a lot of turns and there's always a lot of open doors that you're waiting yeah. for. Um, stuff's always going on. So to almost to almost say in a very mm-hmm. metaphorical sense that it's like he actually is afraid of what's of the in of the, of the inside. inside. And I think that it's so interesting you say that. And I might go off on a little tangent. There's a TV show that's on. I think the second season might already started. Underground. Have you, you, no, you, I've not. You, you know, have you heard of it? Or? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, Underground. It's um, it's a show. It's about slaves and like it's about slaves running away. Basically, that's kind of like the main premise. I remember, I remember watching an interview. With the people on it, and um, there's there's a woman who is acting as one of the house slaves, and she was saying the difference between shooting scenes in the house and shooting scenes in the field, and this idea of feeling more oppressed in the house, even though there's this idea of privilege yeah. of being a house slave, feeling Definitely. more oppressed in the house because that was the white space, and this idea of like breathing easier when you were out in the field and out in the open, and I think that that idea kind of plays a little bit here because in that house he's in white space um and i, I remember when he was like he was like went outside in the fresh of air and like that moment when he went to go for the cigarette and like the groundskeeper came running which that was confusing i really hope it becomes like a new like challenge or meme because i'm so down to just run at random white people and hit that mean <laughs> that mean nine degree turn. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just run right straight at them. them. Like let me let me catch my professor after the midterm. <laughs> right. That was like the one moment where I was like, why the fuck did you just stand there with this man running at you in the dark? And, and maybe it comes back to this idea of him feeling in a way safer yeah. outside. Because I, well, outside. that I bet that that it definitely would scare me less if I saw mm-hmm. a black person run or I would get more information. Like, yeah. I would I would think about it a lot more if I saw if a black man running past me than mm-hmm. if I saw a white person. I'd be like, he's probably drunk or something. But if I see a black man running past me, even if he is drunk, I'm like, something yeah. might be that way. Right. Like there might be like he might be trying to tell me something. Um, and if I think I think that I think anybody running, 
think, I think that that I do think that that like innate tribalistic sense in us that when we see people that look like us, yeah. we, we we tend to pay a little bit more attention to the signs because we think we have like an actual kinship with them, mm-hmm. which is like neither here nor there in certain circles. Um, like in this one, it's like very much used as, as a device mm-hmm. to to signal that something is wrong mm-hmm. because the the most important fact of um, Logan not understanding the dap yeah. is that... That was the even moment though, I said I would have fucking left. Yeah. The moment when he did that to me, I would have been like... Because like, you, see, you see a person who's the same skin color as you who like kind of who looks like you and you... You know, of course, like I, I can see somebody like not getting it and making the argument like, well, you can't, ex- you can't expect like every black person to know you can pound fist, right? right. But there's, there's a, there is a natural... There is a, a, a communal language we all share mm-hmm. and when you don't reciprocate that that yeah. uneasiness mm-hmm. lets me know that something may be wrong. Yeah, it, it, it is so. Um, like they they put they they blocked us off for so long. You can't expect us not to have shared. Yeah, things. Sure. It, especially me. Like even like I didn't grow up in necessarily black setting. I didn't grow up having many black friends. But there was still an understood language that came with being black and understanding black culture and having a black family. Like there are certain things that you do, that you say, that how you interact, and there, it was so off throughout the entire film, and a little part of me was like, how did he not notice from the jump that something was wrong? Because Georgina and, and I can't remember the groundskeeper right, name, the yeah. me, but like, they were both so off like, from the very beginning that I, I would have had to start asking questions as yeah, soon as Walter, I got in. Yeah. As soon as I got in. So, where do we go from here? Jordan Peele said he wants to make um, a series of these kind of movies over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. What do you think... What mark do you think this movie leaves on the movie industry, if it does at all? Because, you know, we've seen time and time again, like, having a really good film about yeah. people of color, and we're like, this is going to change everything, and guess what? Yeah. La La Land still wins. <laughs> but guess what? It didn't. I didn't want to put that out there. Hello, um, la la, yo, my favorite meme is, yo, la la land got three L's in it, and you still thought it was gonna win. <laughs> Facts only. Right. Here's the thing. Um, I think somebody made this comment in an article or something that I read. Um, this is a movie that only could have been made by a black man. Of course. Um, and I think one of the inherent problems about seeing movies like this and not seeing change is that they're just aren't that many black men who have the opportunity to do something like this. Definitely, yeah. So, like, I can, and, like, I feel like the social, uh, the social thriller is what he's calling it now, I feel like that could probably gain steam, that could probably be something that's big. But if you have a bunch of white people trying to write about an experience that isn't theirs, it's not going to be good. And I dare I say, it's probably going to be bad. No, it's probably going to be horrible. I mean, it's probably going to be, like, Ghost in a Shell, honestly. Yeah, and I think that for... For change to happen, it can't just be in movie scripts. It can't just be in what we're consuming. It has to be. It has to be from like the top down. It has to be the directors. It has to be the writers. It has to start at the very beginning. Um, and honestly, I don't see this movie making a big impact in the movie landscape. I think uh, I was talking to somebody about it because, of course, I wanted to win. You know, Freaking Best Picture. Uh, but it came out really early slash really late in award season. Yeah. So by the time we like 
get to the Oscars yeah. again, people would have forgotten about how good it made them feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do I do feel sad about that. I think um, individually, because I mean, we've got to take our victories where we get them, right? Um, like, Jordan Peele has never directed a movie before. This yeah. is literally his director debut. Yes. I never want to take that away from him because that is a crazy movie to be like, this is your first movie. Grant, granted, he had a lot of work behind the camera, but yeah. it was in a completely different capacity. Um, you know, that, yeah, I, that, that's my biggest fear, that mm-hmm. we're going to get this movie and I'm going to show it to my kids way, way later, and it'll be like the only one of his type that I could really show it to them mm-hmm. that, of that caliber. Um, and it'll just be a time capsule piece rather than a movement. Like and, I, and, I think that, and, yeah. and I think that's what, that's what, as people of color, no matter in, 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 the, in the Latinx community, in the, in the LGBT community, in, with Moonlight now, um, and in the, obviously in the black community, we, we fear that. Every time we make progress, we're always like, yeah. did we actually make progress or did we make a statement? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's, that's one of the things, especially as being an artist, this idea of not wanting to be the one to make a statement, quote unquote, not wanting to be the one to take on a responsibility, then also realizing that your art is important and there's every possibility that people will make you feel as if your art isn't important. Every possibility that people could try to steal your art and bastardize it and turn it into something it's not. And this idea of, I think that Jordan Peele has done something very original and very new and very exciting and there's going to be a lot of <laughs> um, copycats that though because they one can't understand his experience, they can't understand his point of view, um, and that it's it's disheartening. But at the same time, like make art. Yeah, I want black people to make more art. That, that that's what we need. Like I tell I tell this to people all the time. What actually really needs to happen is that black people need to be allowed, we need to get to a point where black people are allowed to be mediocre. And what I mean by that, people get mm-hmm. confused when I say that, is yeah. that like for every full house, there's like a, a grounded for life. Mm-hmm. Now you've heard of full life. You've heard of full life. You've heard of full house. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of grounded for life. I've heard of grounded for life. Okay. Yeah. But you, so you know no, what I mean. But what? You know, yeah. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. white, like white people shows are allowed to be mediocre. Like yeah. if a black show, if an Asian show, if a, if a, if a show with a majority Latina cast comes on, like it's to be, it needs to make a statement. Yeah, it needs, it needs to, be to make a statement as soon, in order for people to pay attention. I tell people, as soon as I see a black show and I literally say, it's all right, I ain't going to really watch it. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't get canceled because I don't watch it yeah. and you don't watch it. Then that 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 is the first step of progress. I think that's the main. Uh, and I think, I think I think you know, especially with this year, we had Hidden Figures, Moonlight, and um, and and this film. Maybe we're getting well. They've all been really good. So I mean, like, but like black, <laughs> black people magic. Um, right, but uh, you know, hopefully that that at least opens the door, especially with Easy Ray Productions right now and in, in, in Insecure. Yeah. Um, we're we're having black owned production studios, and maybe we can start getting an an inflow. And yeah. they're like a huge outburst like of a whole, the yeah, of, of, of a lot of minority, like yeah. art, minority art, LGBTQ art, like just do it. And I think that that's some of the reason why all of these statements are kind of one-offs is because black artists, especially, well, I don't want to like group black artists together, but I know for me, especially when I'm making something, creating something, I am very much a perfectionist because my idea is I can't put something up on stage, I can't put something on film and have it be any less than. 100%. I I'm the same way with my music. Because we don't get another chance. We don't chance. get another chance. As soon as somebody else. Yeah. Right. So out the gate, we have to be twice as good. Because 
because we don't get another chance, we don't get a chance to be mediocre, we don't get the opportunity to have like a shitty show and then bounce right back and get another opportunity. Like it doesn't happen for us. Um, which is kind of why I, I'm thinking like I'm not sure what the response to this is going to be. Yeah. Because white people, white people are mad. Right. <laughs> oh, they're so mad. Yeah, white people are mad. They they, 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 they don't they don't want uh, they don't want ten more years of this. Um, but they, they're going to have to get it. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Don't be afraid to make people feel uncomfortable. Never. I think that's something that I'm learning and continuing to learn. Don't be afraid to make people uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to say what you're feeling. That goes, that goes in anything. Art, 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 opinion, when you walk into a room. It's, it's, a, it's a Women's History Month. Yeah. That, that's a super important thing to, uh, to I know. I realize that a lot of the things that I say have the potential to make people uncomfortable. And I'm like, in instances, I've got to stop. Because <laughs> that's what you feel comfortable Retweet. for a reason. Retweet, yeah. You don't feel uncomfortable because I'm like telling you you look fat and ugly. You feel uncomfortable because I'm spitting truth and you know it's truth and you're feeling convicted. The last thing I want to talk about, um, to uh, it's not a, um, it's not a, what do they call that? What do we do? Digression. Uh, not a digression because it's the last thing we're talking about. Um, is is white people's reactions to it, but. Um, our generation, white millennials' reactions to it, how there were plenty of times, I don't know about your theater experience, of course, but um, when I was watching it, there were plenty of times when I saw, you know, a lot, like, it's probably like half-half black people and white people, uh, and the white people, like, really cheer, laughing and cheering during some of the, like, black experience jokes. Mm. Um, especially when they were talking about white people, they, they would laugh at it, and they, or they would be like, yes, and I'd be like, Yes? Question mark? <laughs> yes, question. Question mark? Um, like, what are you saying yes for? Like, not saying, like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, I'm not, like, whatever. Yeah, you can, like, burn me for, like, being exclusionary or whatever, but that's, like, that's not your experience. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I know you're woke and whatnot, and you understand the injustice, you understand mm-hmm. the silver spoon you're born with. Uh, but I'm reminded of this uh, excerpt from a book that I saw online once saying, she was fat. This author was fascinated in kindergarten when um, she would watch Dumbo. You know the thing about the the, the elephant with the stupid big ears. Mm-hmm. That it was all about someone being different, being bullied. But when everyone watched it, even the bullies, they all clapped for Dumbo. Yeah. It's like the bullies didn't understand that they weren't Dumbo. They just assumed that they were Dumbo. Yeah. And that's like the biggest fear I also have as far as like the impact of the film is that sometimes I feel like somehow white people are still allowing themselves to like be in Chris's place. Yeah, I think it's very they're like, they're like they're, instead of like yeah. That's a privilege with like growing up seeing yourself represented at every opportunity. So even if the protagonist doesn't look like you, you are used to putting yourself in the protagonist's shoes. And this idea of like um well the idea of in general white people trying to co opt black things, which was one of like the biggest things behind this movie, and then being in a movie theater and getting to see it firsthand of you trying to co-opt this experience that really has nothing to do with you. Um, I think I thought it was just such an interesting juxtaposition to see it like in the theater and then see it in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this idea that they can they can put themselves in Chris's shoes because they feel comfortable like putting them. They feel comfortable identifying with the protagonist because that's all they know. Um, so even if they are not the protagonist in any way, and even if they shouldn't really be identifying, if that's the right thing to say, they uh, um, feel comfortable doing it. 
So, guys, basically, our recommendation of the film is... <laughs> I'm sorry. She's, like, motioning down to my hand. I don't know, like, what you know you're why. doing. You know why. Did, is it is it because I'm on my phone, or... I'm so lost right now. I was on my phone, for real. I was texting. I was texting my... Somebody. Um... <laughs> What was I doing? Right. <laughs> so our recommendation of the film is uh, don't watch it. It's a horrible film. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. It's got 99% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I really encourage like mm-hmm. everybody, no matter what color you are, go no matter where you are, go see the movie go as soon as possible. I feel redundant saying that because I know like you already know that people have been telling you guys to go see it, but like, I'm, the, it's gotten the TNA, TNA stamp of approval yes. for intersectionality, for race, for politics, for social commentary, just go on and see it. And then, maybe, add us on Twitter about it. Tell us about it. Yeah. You know, at Tile Talks, T-A-Y-O. Start a discussion. We love discussion. Or on, or on Facebook. Or maybe, no, yeah, yeah, on Facebook. They can't do it in, in iTunes. Yeah. But yeah, or on our, on our SoundCloud. We would love to hear from you. And just to put a little asterisk on this, if you have, happen to have a white girlfriend, have a conversation. You, know, you might need to. Because, like, I swore, like, I, I, I left off that, I left off that, uh, I left out that theater and swore off white girls for, like, a full two days. Like, honestly, same. Same. I, I left the theater thinking, mm, this is not in the cards for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Have conversations, start conversations. Conversing is great. It isn't a long episode, but I can't really tell my timer right now. Updates. Really quick updates. Very quick updates. Very quick updates. Well, today in April's updates, um, just some music I've been loving. And honestly, these were like the same like music choices that Ty was probably loving because we're the same person. Um, uh, Deontay Hitchcock. I had no idea who he was a week ago. I found him through Spotify. I love everything about him. Um, the song that I've just been like obsessed with lately by him is Feelings. Ty is going to insert a little clip. Oh, I am? In this area. Yeah, he is. He's a professional. Wow. Just listen to it. Somebody who doesn't edit the podcast. Decision making. <laughs> I'm, right I'm here. giving him that responsibility just to like, just so you can hear it. I'm on a little bit of pause mm. for the music. No, don't do that. I don't even know. We're on, we're on iTunes now. I don't even know that shit allowed. Oh, you're right. I could, it could be like, like, I might. It's like copyright shit. Yeah, I might. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll figure it out. Just kidding. Well, if not, if like, you're on yeah, Spotify, we'll, put it, we'll, put it, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll Deontay Hitchcock, feeling, loving that song. Another one I'm loving, I I was kind of feeling ashamed about it, but then I realized, why would I feel ashamed about it? Maroon 5, cold. Yeah. I, haven't, uh, I haven't heard it. Do you love me some Maroon 5? Mm-hmm. I do. I haven't heard cold yet, but I do love me some Maroon 5. I do love some Maroon 5. I think it, uh, was it? A rapper is featured on it. Pretty sure it's featured. <laughs> there are some rap bits in there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but no. yeah, that song has also been on YouTube. No, you know what the funniest thing a white girl told me today? Like they we were like I was in my I was in my RA class, um, and I was talking about my music with somebody else and they were like, Oh, so do you like sing or something? And I was like, Yeah, I sing. Like, oh do you just sing or do you do like rap bits too? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, man. I do, do so rap. I do, I do some rap bits. I do some rap yes, bits. Yes, Tayo here yeah. with the rap bits. That's the name of your like, first album. Like, your first Chill. Eight, eight rap bits. Chill. <laughs> um, other music, Slide, the new Do you 
try on Come all on. your nights like this. I might. <laughs> yeah, that's um, all. That's all. That's all is fantastic. Oh, man. And then Bruno Mars, honestly. So you really going like? I'm selling all of your music. What? You don't get an update time. Okay, fine, whatever. You I know mean. exactly why you don't get an update. Texting during the podcast. I I wouldn't. It was really. I was telling. My you. phone is on silent, Tayo. The hoes can't wait, y'all. That's all I gotta say. Wow. Well, I'm stealing your uh, your song, baby. Fine, yeah. Go, go for it. You don't even know what I was gonna say. It was gonna be a really interesting one. I was like, I can't remember the title, so like, <laughs> now I feel stupid. It's uh, well, the way life. I like it. Oh no, that's the way. That's Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, we are horrible. We're horrible, horrible promoters. Really, you know horrible that like, the podcast hasn't been on for too long. Just it really like, is, yeah. Um, so thank you guys for sticking with us for as long as you have. Uh, this has been uh, TNA. Time, uh, God, I can't even say our name anymore. TNA, Commentary Gone Wild. Every other Friday. Rate us, comment, rate us five stars on iTunes, comment, tell us what you want to see, what to hear. Um, yeah. We're totally down to do like a viewer question Q&A like sometime soon, like maybe sometime in the next um, two months. Yeah, send so, questions. So send questions. Twitter, Facebook, uh, comments on podcasts. That's why I keep forgetting. But you, but you can definitely leave it on, on our SoundCloud. Um, yeah. You know, a TNA podcast. And we will see you in the next one. Say bye. Bye.